Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 2nd, 2024. Listen, God has a plan for your life, and that's what I've been dealing with all year. And we've been learning how to live our lives with a laser focus on what we believe to be God's fixed purpose for this season. The title of today's message is Chosen Before Birth, God's Preordained Plan. We're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul today, and I want you to know that God chose you, and you were chosen even before you were born, and God has a plan for your life that was preordained and pre-established even before you came to this planet. So I want you to open up your heart to what God is about to release in your heart so that you can walk out God's preordained plan. Say amen to that. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word of God for this morning. Listen, we're going to learn from the Apostle Paul. Yesterday, we we looked at the life of David, and I did like a high-level overview of the life of David and how God had a plan for him, and every stage of his life was already mapped out before David had ever lived one day. So today, we're going to do something similar, but with the Apostle Paul. And what we're learning this year is that we should live our lives with a laser focus on the fixed purpose that we believe that God established for us before the world began. The main scripture scripture that we've been looking at every day and we will continue to look at every day is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. From the Passion Translation, this is what the Bible says. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. What we're going to do in 2024 is that we're going to look straight ahead and we're going to ignore life's distractions. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15, I want to read this for your consideration today, since I'm talking about the Apostle Paul, the Bible says, Paul said, but God had special plans for me even before I was born. So he chose me through his grace. Paul was saying, looking back over my life and all of the stages of my life, like David did. Yeah, I have to say that God has special plans for me, even when I was doing the wrong things, even when I was on the wrong team, even when I was sincere, but sincerely wrong. God still had special plans for me and put in the chat. I never disqualified myself from them. Right. So you can never disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for. So before I get into my points for this morning, I need you. I need to give you like a little bit of background on the Apostle Paul, the same way that I did yesterday with David. So I'm going to run through nine things that give you a high level overview of Paul's background, and then we'll get into the points, right? So every day, if you're new here, every day I ask the question, so what does this mean for you today? This is today's word. Uh, Well, I'm not going to ask that question until I give you the background. You ready? So let me give you this background, nine quick points. Here's number one. Uh, Paul was born into a Jewish family. And so his journey began in Tarsus. Uh, Tarsus was like a cultural center, right? It was like a intellectual center. So a lot of people, it was a crossroads. And so he modern day Turkey. So he's he's being raised in this environment where there's a lot of hustle and bustle, uh, where there's a lot of focus on education. 
and he was born into a Jewish family, but I'm going to mention here that he had dual citizenship here in a minute. So he was raised in the traditions of the Jewish law, and he was raised in this particular environment where there was a strong emphasis on education and also on education as it relates to the law, the law of Moses. All right, number two, he also had Roman citizenship. So he was a dual citizen. Dual citizen. Now, that gave him an advantage because he was able to go in and out of the Roman Empire in such a way that a lot of other Jews could not. So he had dual citizenship. He was a Jew, but he was also a Roman. And so he was uniquely prepared to go in and out and to travel and to do things as a Jew under the Roman Empire. And the Lord actually used this later for his glory. So this became invaluable later in Paul's ministry. So God is preparing you even before you were born. All right, number three, he was educated in the Jewish law. He studied under Gamaliel. Gamaliel was the greatest teacher of the Jewish law at the time, and he just so happened to be raised in that environment. And so he was trained by Gamaliel. Number four, he was groomed to be a Pharisee. And so the Pharisees were the most strict Jewish religious sect. They had the, like the most zeal for the law. And he was actually raised to be a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was being groomed and mentored to be part of the Jewish religious elite, right? Which later makes his testimony even stronger. Number five, he had zeal. He had zeal from, from the time he was a little kid. He had zeal for the things of God, but he thought he was doing what was right, right? Because at the end of the day, because he was a strong Jew, he thought that Christianity was heresy. He thought that the whole acknowledgement of Jesus as the Messiah was heresy, so he, he fought against it. When Stephen, the very first Christian martyr, was killed, the Apostle Paul was there as a kid. He was not old enough to throw the stones to kill him, but he held the coats of the men that were there, so he was complicit. He was complicit to that murder. He was associated with it. He supported it, and he was all for it. And so he was sincere, but once again, he was sincerely wrong. Number six, he was a leader against the cause of Christ. Because of the fact that he had Roman citizenship, uh, then he was given letters by the high priest to lead, to be able to lead the movement against Christianity. And he did this all over the place. And one day he was on his road to Damascus to continue to have Christians killed when he was converted. So number seven, he was converted from this persecutor to a preacher. <laughs> and so he was converted in a moment and God knocked him off of his high horse literally and, and he got born again. And once he got born again, God revealed to him that he was called to preach the gospel. He was actually called, number eight, to lead the Jesus movement to the Gentiles. He was actually called to lead the movement that he was a terrorist against. He was called to lead the movement that he was fighting against. And so God, this is a beautiful story and an illustration and, and a demonstration of God's power. God used his dual citizenship during a time when the Roman Empire was in authority to go in and out uh, uh, to deal with the, with Roman soldiers and all of that, and then to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, beyond Jewish communities. And then number nine, uh, at looking back, the apostle Paul said, you know what? God had a special plan for me. 
and he called me from the womb. He called me, his plan for me predated my birth. And, and if Paul could say that, you and I could say that. God has a, has a special plan for us, and his plan for us predated our birth. In my case, I was born and raised in the streets of Brooklyn. And, you know, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. And all of the things that I went through as a kid, all of the things that I experienced as a kid were all part of God's plan. God had a plan for me, and God was preparing me for what he called me to do. Say amen to that. So all of that is just background. Here's the question I get to ask you every day. So what does this mean for you today? Put in the chat, God has a plan. Put in the chat, God has a plan for me. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, open up your heart to receive. Here's number one. God's sovereignty over our destiny. Say this, I'm destined. Put in the chat, I am destiny's child. <laughs> I am destiny's child. I'm destined. Before I ever live one day, that's what David said. You know, Galatians 1 and 15 is telling me that God already had a plan, that in his sovereignty, he already had a plan for me and he called me and he has special plans for me. So the concept of knowing that God knows the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46 and 10, that God has already been to the end of 2024 and he came back and God can reveal to me what I should be doing in 2024. God's foreknowledge of my decisions and actions not just the major milestones in my life, but every decision and action I would ever take, God already knew. And God has already created a plan for my life in accordance with his foreknowledge of my decisions. Come on, man. That should help me enter into God's rest. That should help me stop freaking out when, when things happen that I didn't expect to happen or didn't want to happen. I should, I should calm down. I don't need to freak out. God is still God. God has a plan. Put in the chat. God, God is still God. And so when, when I, so I have to live my life in accordance with that plan. I have to do everything that I can to live my life in accordance with that plan, not my selfish desires and not the pressures of this world. So I, it also helps me to understand that God's timing is perfect. His provision is already there. So even when things seem unclear ahead of me, I can rest in God's fixed purpose. I can go to say, you know what? God has a plan and it's not a confining thing. It's a liberating thing. It's a liberating thing to know that God made plans for me and that I'm not a mistake and that, that I'm going to walk this thing out. And that as I walk with God, God's predestined, preordained plan for my life will manifest. It will unfold right before my very eyes. I discover it through prayer and through fellowship with God and through getting into the word of God and through the church. Say amen to that. Number two, the apostle Paul is almost like a case study in a divine calling. So when you look at his life and everything that he did, and he was on the wrong side of the Jesus movement, right? It reminds us that, that I should not put this in the chat. I will not judge my future by my past. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to judge my future by my past. I'm not going to judge my future by my past actions. I'm not going to judge my future by my past affiliations. Yes, I've done things wrong. Paul did things wrong. David did things wrong. We all did, did things wrong. And so I'm not going to judge my future by the mistakes that I made in my past. And God is not judging my future by my past. Despite everything that Paul did wrong when he was being raised and growing up, Despite all of that, God called him anyway. And God didn't just call him on the road to Damascus. God called him, Paul had to acknowledge, from the womb before he was born. And so then, watch this, God took his background in the law and his background and his zeal for the faith. Put in the chat, God will use my background. God will use my background. God will use, God uses me, Rick Pena, a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. And, and, and I could be preaching and in the middle 
of me preaching, you know, whatever I'm talking about from the word of God, I could slide in a rap verse. You know what I'm saying? So I, I might just slide. Why? Because that's who I am. That's that's the way I was raised. I was raised on hip hop. So I have all this hip hop stuff going on in my head. And so I'm going to be me and I can be my authentic self. And so so God took everything that Paul was and all the zeal that he had, even when when it was misused or misguided early. And God said, I'm going to take all of that. And now I'm not going to I'm going to redirect it and I'm going to use it for my glory. God takes Rick Pena and the, everything that I was before I got born again. And God says, now I'm going to take that and redirect that for my glory. So, son, I don't need you to try to be nobody else. I'm going to take who you are, put in the chat, God takes who I am. I'm going to take who you are, and I'm going to take all the experiences that, that you've had, and I'm going to use it for my glory. And so if the Apostle Paul can go from an antagonist to an apostle, if he could go from a prosecutor to a preacher, uh, uh, if he can go from a terrorist to a teacher, then come on, God can use you for his glory as well. So God is going to use you for his glory. Forget you. Listen, no matter what your past was, God had already called you from the womb. And this is this is exciting. This is an acknowledgement that God has a plan. I'm going to live my life with a laser focus on God's fixed purpose for 2024 and beyond. I know that God called me not because I did everything right, because I didn't do everything right. God called me by grace. Put in the chat, God called me by grace. God is going to use me by grace. Everything that I do, it is by the grace of God. Say amen to that. And then number three, last point for today, living with a focus on God's fixed purpose. Put in the chat, say, I am focused on God's fixed purpose. So when you embrace the fact that God has a purpose, God has a plan, God has a destiny, God did all of that, um, then it requires you to live today with an acknowledgement, a consciousness of your tomorrow, a tomorrow that has already been ordained. So it requires us to to have an intentional shift in our focus and in our plans from anything that is selfish, that's all about me, to things that are all about him. It causes me to shift my focus from what do I want to what does God want? Put in the chat, my focus is what does God want? My conversation with my wife is not about what do we want, is always what does God want us to do in this particular situation? There are many times that what we want is, is carnal. And there are many times where we want to respond to somebody and we want to give them a piece of our mind. There are many times where we want to deal with a situation and it is a way that I, if we were be honest, we want to deal with it in the flesh. But what we want to do as children of the Most High God is acknowledge that God already has a plan. So we need to ask God, okay, Lord, what do you want? Our daily decisions, our daily actions, our daily activities, we just want to discern your will. We believe that you already have a plan. I do not want to respond in the flesh. I want to respond in the spirit. So help me, Father, to know what you want me to do. Now, this focus, laser focus, fixed purpose, is not passive. Put this in the chat. Say, my focus is not passive. No, it is an active, I am actively involving God in my daily life through prayer, through meditating and medicating on the word of God. Through my involvement with the local church, you should be a member of a church somewhere. Oh, Brother Pena, I just watch you in the morning. I'm good. No, that's not good. 
You need to be part of a church. There needs to be support. There needs to be accountability. You need to be connected to somewhere. You need to be somewhere where people are going to hold you accountable for your Christian walk. You should support one another. You should be around an environment where people are supporting you. You, you So the local church is still God's plan. The, God intended for the church to be the church. And I'm talking about not just the universal church, the ecclesia. No, I'm talking about the local church. So God's plan for 2024 will unfold right before your very eyes, but you need to be dedicated to the word. You need to be uh, dedicated to the Holy Spirit, dedicated to seeking what you believe to be God's plan for 2024. And then as soon as God reveals it, dedicated to submitting to it, obeying it, doing what is right, connected to a local church so that you could hear a constant stream of, of God's word. Yes, I do appreciate that you watch me. Hopefully you watch me five days a week. To God be the glory. But you, you do need to be connected to a church where there's a pastor, where there's somebody that's shepherding you, where you also have brothers and sisters that are there to support you, because this is all part of God's preordained path. So when you're navigating the decisions that you have to make, remember, I want to I discover what God wants me to do. Now, while I'm doing what the fact that God has a plan doesn't mean I'm not going to face challenges. Uh, for me to become the man or the woman that God has called me to be, I still need to develop grit and determination, and resilience, and stick to itiveness. I need all of that. But the ultimate goal is for me to live my life in such a way that there's this consciousness that is outside of me that I'm aware that God has a plan, and I want to fulfill his plan. And knowing that God has a plan, it gives me peace, it gives me strength, it gives me reassurance, and sometimes it gives me a recalibration where I need to shift my focus and get back on the plan. Put, put in the chat, God gives me course corrections. God gives me, thank you, Lord, for course corrections. When I'm going astray, God says, get your little happy self right back over here. So God has to correct me sometimes. God, and he, God can do that through the local church or directly, but God has to instruct me, correct me, inspire me, lead me, guide me, direct me. But the fact that I know that God has a plan, that his plan for me was from the foundations of the world, that his plan for me was from my mother's womb, then now I can live my life knowing that I haven't disqualified myself from the assignment. God has a plan for my life. I'm walking it out. This is going to give me a certain level of peace and joy and fulfillment. Put in the chat, say, I have peace, I have joy, and I have fulfillment. Why? Because I know that I'm walking out God's sovereign plan. Say amen to that. Oh, man, the Apostle Paul is such a great example. So anyway, we're going to study the life of David later, the life of Joseph later, the life of Paul later. We're going to go through some stuff. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this message. This is a great way to go into the weekend. I love you. God loves you more. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I tried not to preach this morning. I tried to get through that. And I kind of got through it good. I hope that you enjoy the word. That was some good teaching. Now say this. Say, Father, I live my life with a laser focus on your fixed purpose. I stand in awe of your sovereignty and grace. I acknowledge that you had a plan for me even before I was born. And I recognize that you have been to the end of 2024. Now you can give me the path to follow. You can reveal to me your best. I understand that your plans for this year and your plans for my life are a reflection of your fixed purpose. So I commit to living a life that is focused on your divine plan. 
not selfish desires. I am grateful that like the Apostle Paul, the mistakes of my past do not disqualify me. <laughs> oh, glory to God. You will use my background, my experiences, and even my past mistakes to glorify you. So I give myself over to you and I declare that greater is coming for me because I am chosen, I am called, and I'm submitted. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. You're going to see all my notes. And so you can click on, um, I'm sorry, you're going to see the subscribe button on the top right. If you click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you get it for free, why not sign up? Go ahead and sign up. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. God made plans for you. You're not a mistake. Like the Apostle Paul, we were not disqualified. Don't judge your future by your past. Go into this weekend knowing that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. I love you. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on, on Monday morning. All right. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.